Welcome to iHeartGeek. So we'll stop arguing with him. And welcome to another episode of iHeart. Continue arguing. <laughs> it's not going to work. We are nope, on, because I don't yep. know how to shut up. We've noticed this. <laughs> we are on Moon Knight episode three, The Friendly Type. Uh, I'm Dub. I'm here with Tyler. I'm here with Kevin. We're here with Courtney. Deadpool. Just call me Deadpool because I'm going to stir it up today. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> here we go. I'm glad I wore the brown pants today. Do it. Yeah. Oh, they love me, listeners. Don't don't worry. Okay, so we do. Before we start, start. Uh, I promised everybody that we would bring in our recommendations for a Moon Knight novel or whatever that you think that people should check out. And I do mine first. Mine is Volume One, uh, From the Dead. It's with uh, Warren Ellis wrote on it and Brian Wood wrote on it, and it's. It's a it's a very very heavy with Mister Knight and it's very Deadpool-y and I I really like this iteration of Moon Knight so and it's free on Comicsology if you want to check it out. Uh, Tyler, what is yours? Uh, my recommendation is going to be the 2010-2012 Moon Knight from Bendis. Uh, that Ooh, run Bendis, that was deep. <laughs> that run um, we all know Moon Knight has multiple personalities in the comics whatnot. This one, Moon, Moon Knight's back over in L.A. He's uh, going around fighting crime, protecting people on the streets. But Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man are all with him, helping out. But they're mm -hmm. all in his head. So it's really fun. Uh, the cover's wow. really cool of that one, Yeah, too. the cover's cool. Um, yeah, I, I love the artwork in it. And it, it's just really fun to watch watch the whole uh fight scenes play out when all i mean he's got the wolverine claw he's got some web shooters you know it's it's funny they got to check that one out yeah it's, it's a good it's one lighthearted kevin i've what, got what it though you can borrow it from me it's it's not essentially a moon knight comic but it's avengers volume seven the age of Conchu, where he essentially um and it really you get a good sense of him being doing bad things for a good purpose he acquires the phoenix force he gets uh he takes charge of Thor's hammer. He beats Ghost Rider, absorbs his power. Beats Doctor Strange, absorbs his power. It's a, it's a, and it's great when he gets the Phoenix Force because like the Phoenix Force starts to like rip apart because whenever the Phoenix Force learns something new, it like drives it crazy because of the multiple personalities. Um, it's a good one. Nice. And okay. Courtney, what is yours? Um, I'm just going to go with this one, which is Moon Knight Complete Collection. It's um, Lemaire, Small One, and Belair. It is the one that is the basis for the TV show. Now, there's changes, obviously, but it's it's what they used as the jumping off point for the TV show. Nice. And the art's really great. I was showing Tyler some the other day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Of the very cool art that's in it. Outstanding. So either go to uh, Comicsology or um, support your local support comic your book local store. comic books. I was trying to I was trying to figure out a nice way of saying that it's a dying I'll art, but let's let's keep it going <laughs> a little bit longer, guys. <laughs> it's important to it. our world. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I, I'm not going to mention. Agreed. Okay. So let's jump on to Moon Knight episode three, the friendly type. Um, what do you have something before I even start? Courtney? 
No, I just love this episode. Go I can't wait it. to talk about just it. Just go for it, Courtney. Go for it. I can't wait to talk about it. I Rip love the this episode. Off. Oh, I'll do it. Don't worry. Don't worry, hit, Kevin. You know me. Yes, you will. We're going to hit scene one, which is Layla getting a passport. Um, okay, this... I want two things. There's two things I'm going to bring up on here. I know everyone else has everyone else has a wealth of information on this, but there's two things that I want to hit on this. I love that Layla is definitely set up as rob from the rich and give to the, I guess, poor museum Robin Hood type. No, thing. she's rob from the rich and give back to the culture it came from. To the poor and museum. And she keeps some for money. No, let, she's let not. Me no, have, let me have. No, my, she's talking about my analogy. Taking- She's talking about taking from museums too. No, yeah. I can totally support you in the idea which is, of the which Rob, is to- Robin which Hood is totally thing. a Robin Hood thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally support that. It's just she doesn't give them back to the museum. She takes them and gives them to the people they originated from, which would be like she would take from the British Museum and give back to Egypt. But she keeps the- a few to pay the bill. Yeah, well, she, she has to, to pay, pay the bill. Just a little bit. Just a taste. I just, like that line a lot. Yeah, yeah. Let's that be just a little bit. And my other um, thing that I wanted to discuss, which we have discussed for a freaking week. <laughs> in depth. Oh, my God. Okay, this <laughs> went so from marshmallows to... Is it Turkish Delight? We do believe it's Turkish Delight that is... Yeah. That Listeners, if you could be in on our Marco Polo conversations about <laughs> right. the show... There's a connection. What, what is it? What is it about? Doesn't it feel? And it, there was so much focus. I don't. I can't see how this isn't something. And I, it's. If I had right. hair, I'd be pulling it out. It's. <laughs> oh my gosh. I agree. I think it's a. I think it's a quick little nod to yeah, to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nod. Yeah. I I do I do find it funny. That like seventy five percent of the people that watched watched it thought it was marshmallows at first. That she just took a jar of marshmallows. I thought out. it was. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was too. That's normal. Yeah, <laughs> they look very similar, so I could totally oh, see and that smile she had. You know, and I, yeah. I I don't know if they're trying to force a Zemo Layla connection somewhere. I mean, we got we got a, a callback or a nod to Falcon in another episode. We got so two, two, I think potentially in this one so yeah i, I don't know I, yeah it's yeah. gonna frustrate me i mean i don't know <laughs> if it's connection to zemo or if it's just a hey remember this from falcon and winter Soldier? if we find ourselves in a nightclub i'm gonna lose it i'm sure we probably will <laughs> yeah <laughs> this I show will. is this show is <laughs> bat crap crazy so mark specter yeah. dancing we get the mark specter dance next <laughs> Yes. Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> I, want, I would see the Steven the dance. It would be the Steven. I would see the Steven dance. Yeah, that'd yeah. be the in most the awkward. Mr. Knight, in the Mr. Knight costume. Oh, that's what I want to see. That's what absolutely. I want to see. Doing the floss. Oh yeah, doing the floss. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, let, let's let's hear your huh? takes from scene one. Um. Well, scene one. You know, I I have a feeling that they did. You know, they referenced. Um. I feel like they referenced Scarlet Scarab, possibly. You know, she she said, you know, what would your father think of his little scarab? Um, I'm still leaning towards Layla as some sort of mix between Marlene and possibly she's the daughter of Muhammad uh, Fowley mm-hmm. or Fowl, um, Scarlet Scarab. So uh, later on, will she get some sort of powers from something? Will she just be like, hey, you know, I, I've been doing this thing on the side. I'm the Scarlet Scarab. I don't, I don't know, but I think there's <laughs> definitely going to be, be something there. Um, the post-credit image is also kind of lent towards that. 
there was actually a uh, you see kind of an image of her and her father, and then you see a scarlet cloth laying there. Mm-hmm. So you know, just reinforcing think, my my idea there. Could be I think something. something. I think something in the fight scene um, that we'll talk about later on mm, also yeah. kind of kind of points to that. Also, too. so is, is, is it in you. my notes? Is it in my notes on that about that? No. What you're talking about? No. Okay. No. Talk about that too then. Also, it, Courtney, it's part of that scene, but it it's not. Yeah. We had talked about um, that the forger. She's just listed as the forger in the credits, and if she yeah. had any significance, and I don't know, but there was a possible nod to like an, a deep cut character. They, her name's Legaro, and yeah. Legaro was the alter ego of Dynaman uh, from the nineteen forties comics. Uh, what was it? Daring Mystery Comics, Charlton Comics, number six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, oh, he's and, one of my and, favorites. And Dynaman <laughs> <and> <laughs> was fought in Egypt. Uh, okay. So there is an Egyptian connection there. And he also fought alongside... Um, who was it? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. He fought alongside somebody else in uh, like World War II that was uh, connected to this whole deal. So I would like yeah. to see that. That'd be really interesting because I'm still holding out hope that we see the blonde phantom in She-Hulk. Mm. um who is just louisa louisa grant and so i I think if they do this maybe we'll get a little nod to her and she hulk too because marvel likes to do that and yeah i didn't pick up on her name until i went back and rewatched it with the captions on okay kevin your turn what what do you guys remember that scene in toy story where (laughs) wow that's a deep cut (laughs) the guy is fixing woody's um ripped yeah. Like arm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very meticulous and it's very it's going and it's almost like its own little short films. That's what this was. It was its own little short piece of making the passport. Here it is. I take this paper. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was really a cool, interesting way to open up where we're going. Listen, we're going to be traveling and here's how we're doing it. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it was very cool. I could definitely see her um, providing passports and stuff because i mean these bad guys are getting passports from somewhere Mark, um so yeah. you know i can definitely mm-hmm. see her working for zemo or working for yeah. somebody else and then she is like the person that people go to so mm-hmm. okay uh courtney what do you got on this scene i think we talked about everything because um one thing i i do want to say is that uh tyler brought this up in our chat about it he said it's like a video game scene in one of those one of those mmrpgs where you go and you're like looking for the highlighted object and that's i completely agree with tyler i think that scene feels like so much in the room yeah yeah i mean everything i was hoping to find another qr code or something i didn't find one this episode i didn't see one either i didn't see one either but yeah it's i felt like that was it too but yeah everybody we've touched on everything else okay that scene for me okay um now we're gonna hit scene two which i really didn't get anything out of really it's haro and his zombies in the desert following the scarab yeah it just felt a little and, later a little indiana jones little, yeah the, the two um we do see the two billy and bobby who are the yeah. there were the police officers yeah. in episode two but who like i said in the comics are the orderlies at the asylum that like to terrorize mark yeah. So they're back. They so come they're up obviously... and alert Haro or Harrow that Mark Spector Mark is in there. Town. Yeah. So uh, they're where still where they around. got that information. That has me wondering. Who, who's are they? Just eyes around the city, probably. Whoa. That's 
That's what this hero dude yeah. gets around. He no yeah. joke. For a guy glass with a guy with glass in his shoes, he goes everywhere. Yeah, and right. There might be something else to that. Um, does anyone think that he might have some kind of tra- kind of transporter type power? They, well, we don't know what that staff does beyond what yeah, we've yeah. been shown. Yeah. So it's there could be way more. He's all over the place. Yeah. Who put, who put that staff together? Is it an ancient relic? Yeah. Someone create it from ancient. Did Ramatut Egypt? create it? <laughs> bum, Never know. Bum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Mephisto. Let's yeah, Mephisto exactly. Okay. Now, scene three. This was probably my favorite scene of the of this episode. Uh, this is Mark doing spy stuff. Um. The licking of the knife was a total Raiders callback from when you know he, they did the sword thing. And just, eh, that was yeah. that moment, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is so cool!" That was a cool fight. Now, this is yeah. something that we all discussed. Um, so you notice in the first episode, whenever Mark would be fighting, they'd cut those scenes, right? And then once you got introduced, anytime they had a fight scene, it was a normal fight scene. Now we're uh-huh. missing parts again. So are we, is this the, the third person finally showing up, which yes. will be Jake? Yes. Well, yeah, they the suspense a, a little, guys. <laughs> yeah, they, they well, you're jumping a lot forward, about so. a pendulum and where Steven would be the good, Mark is right in the middle and then it swings the other way and, and to where essentially it would be more like an evil persona. And it yeah. and that's kind of what I think is, is actually going to happen. Yeah. And, like in the comics, he starts utilizing his personality for whatever he needs at that time. Which you see that as we go, yeah. And we're seeing it already where he's like, oh, Steven, I need you. Okay, Mark now. And I think we're going to wind up getting Jake when when it's time to fight. Well, I'm wondering if it's... Go ahead, Tyler, sorry. It's going to be Jake, though, because only because in the first episode, the security guard kept calling him Scotty. And he kept having to correct him. And he actually, you know... He didn't seem like he was just doing it on purpose to be obnoxious. Like he genuinely might have thought that was his name. So I'm wondering if in, in this instead of Jake, we get Scotty. Yeah. 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 Maybe. But he's definitely there. In the comics, what I find fascinating, and I think they're leaning toward that in here based on some of the things that they say. Um, in the comics, Steven knows about Jake. Mark does not. Mm. Which would make sense because when Mark wakes up from whatever dissociative episode and he looks down he looks at steven goes what did you do and steven goes this mm. wasn't me yeah and that so was a moment I don't, right there yeah i mean now we've jumped ahead a bit a little not much. in that but not a lot um the thing that i i noticed and i don't know if everybody else notices if you watch and we mentioned it a little bit more but it's even more so this episode oscar isaac changes his facial a demeanor. Lot. It's cool. Every time he's a different person. You can person. tell who is who. What a yeah, great and it's Yeah, I mean, he's just knocking it out of the part acting. Because, I mean, that scene where he drops the kid off the side, which is, I think, where we're at, or where the kid cuts himself, cuts his tie to yeah, fall. Yeah, that's where the we're whole at. Scene if you it. watch, like, his, he does three distinct facial expressions mm-hmm. as that scene goes on. And it's just, and I mean, not, I mean, not facial expressions as in acting, as in he physically holds himself differently as yeah. Steven, as Mark, and I think as 
I'm gonna call him Jake because we don't know what he is, but as that third personality now, of Jake. Now let's follow this trail just for a second on this, because let's let's assume that Mark doesn't know we're gonna call him Jake. Let's assume we'll Mark doesn't know Jake mistake. because he, he seemed genuinely surprised about what happened. Kanshu would know. Once again, proof that Kanshu is a dirtbag. He should tell them so that at least they know what they're working with. He's a good dirtbag, though. He's a he's chaotic. <laughs> neutral. I know. Yeah. I'm just, but yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's doing good stuff, but it's chaotic neutral. He's a good yeah. dirtbag. He's not an evil dirtbag. He's a the good method to his madness. Yeah. 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 He's I'm really, I'm really loving to, to add, Abraham as the voice of Kanshu. I'm just throwing on me. Yeah, it was good this time. Yeah. And what and, Courtney was saying, the um, the facial expressions, just right after this scene when he goes down on the ground and he he talks to that uh, vendor, and he he mentions um, he mentions somebody's name. Uh, his voice changes too. Yeah. So you can hear it if you listen to it well, over and over again. You can definitely hear it. And my my thought with that too is, we know that one of the personalities speaks Arabic. Because in the taxi cab, he talks to the taxi yeah. driver. But why, when he's why are you down acting like a the, foreigner? Right. And yeah. why, when he's down in the bazaar and he's talking to the fruit vendor, is he not speaking in Arabic? Mm. That's hmm. a good catch. Is it is does a different personality? What's going on with that? So right. very yeah, good I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So I don't know. Now, one thing that made me laugh in the scene with Kanshu was oh i thought he'd talk i thought he would talk i I literally started (laughs) laughing at that moment i was like yeah i love the little comedy bits yeah they're so subtle and you know yeah uh, they don't whack you over the head with it exactly exactly yeah it's very dry it's very dry Mm -hmm. it's british Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. whoa man okay is there anything i do have i do have some observations about this the whole fight scene and everything Mm -hmm. um it looks like most of the amit uh followers wear a certain shade of red Haro's wearing red the the younger thug had red in his hair and red sleeves or something like that um they're all you'll always see this shade of red that like Haro wears hmm. uh, when it comes to the the soldiers in the first episode that were firing out the castle yeah the soldiers all had red sleeves um you know, so I, th- I think there's a uh, that was kind of a neat little detail that they all, yeah. for whatever reason, I'm not sure why. Probably well, that's a very comic blood. book thing to do as well, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Or oh. I mean, it it's probably to symbolize blood because you know we've talked about it. She's the eater of hearts, ah, the destroyer of souls, and I mean, she's when if she's released, she's gonna kill everybody that she thinks is evil or she deems evil, and there's not necessarily gonna be in blood, but now you know it's. You know, it's what Cap says to Thanos. This brave new world will be bathed in blood or born yeah. out of blood. So, I mean, that's the same thing with this. So, yeah, good catch. And, Dub, no. uh, this thing that I talked about before we got on the air, uh-huh. this is where that comes into play. Okay. Um, so, excited. Young Thug, the one that, you know, cuts himself off the, the cliff. Young Thug. Um, <laughs> while they're fighting... This, this is a, a confirmed reference. While they're fighting, there's an image on the back of his denim jacket. And it is of none other than Ramatut. Oh, cool. It, there's even 
uh, purple and teal colors mixed in it a little bit. Really? Okay, I'm going to have to go there's back a, and look. I have to go there's back and an watch. Outline, there's an outline specifically of like the the headpiece that he wears, but the face is blank. Um, and it was confirmed, supposedly, word on the street, that it is an intentional reference. So Very nice. Kevin's just got so excited. He yeah, I'm gonna go for a second. It's great. I'm gonna go yeah. have to go back and watch. I will say yeah. that the the podcast that you heard that on plays fast and loose with that kind of stuff. So until right. we read it somewhere else, yeah, yeah, I would no, say take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, supposedly <laughs> well, they, they take have all contact the speculation with a few crew no matter what. Supposedly they have yeah. contact with a few crew members and. Yeah, yeah, they, they put it cool. out there pretty earnestly, earnestly that, you know, listen, this like we're not trying to mess with you. So that's very cool. Fingers crossed. Let's see. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to okay. have to go back and look. Anything else we need to hit on this scene? Nope. OK, scene four. We have a new rule. Just so everyone knows we're trying not to go back anymore. So I'm making sure everybody we get excited. Uh, Heck is he, he has to, he had to rein us in. It's like wrangling yeah. cats. It, it is a lot like wrangling cats. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. scene one. Um, yeah, yeah no. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so scene four, the the overvoid. I got it right, guys. I'm so proud of myself. It's not really the overvoid though. Is it, it is. I think it is. I mean, He's, none of that it, stuff exists. No, he says you. He said they're inside the pyramid, the Great Pyramid of Giza, which there's really actually nothing in. Great pyramid to give it. That's okay. Um, they well, said he tells them to go. He tells them go back to the the opulence the calm, of the overvoid. The of the overvoid. Yeah. That's yeah, where the gods go reside. It. It's like the yeah. overvoid's like their their version. This this subset of gods, their version of Asgard. You know. So yeah. Until, yeah. until they say well, otherwise, it's version. <laughs> until they say otherwise, I'm going to call this the overvoid because. It just it seems like it is unless they call say it the Great otherwise. Pyramid of Giza. They did, but it's Stephen literally the says okay, we're inside Pyramid the Great Giza. Pyramid. Of That's the first thing I want to hit is how I love how excited Stephen is. Uh-huh. Can you oh my days! Oh you, my gosh! You can't and, go inside the Great Pyramid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now they you just can. Don't, yeah. Well, if you're an Avatar, apparently you can. <laughs> uh, that's what I like though is uh, on the first episode. That the little girl puts the trash in it and she's like, What? There's nothing in there. And then yeah. uh, apparently there is. I thought that I thought that was a nice touch. Um, I think that skipping forward a little bit, but not the Hathor's avatar is gonna be the help later. It's gonna save the world. Uh, um, that's well, a she was later. in ancient myth in a romantic ancient... entanglement. She... Well, Khonshu. Conchi was one of her consorts. She had several, but he was one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they did have a love affair. Yeah, it, yeah, that yeah, that was one. The next time I know. And um, let's see. And I gotta say this, I think this is funny. Conchu has zero social skills when communicating. He Absolutely. is not, he's he would not be a people person. Only I guess he's not a god no. person. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. It, 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 I've, I know people like it. that. We've had people on the show like that, to be honest. Yeah. And it, that I know that about a quarter of the people, their mind just went to somebody or the other that's been on the show. Yeah. This is yeah. zero. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. We're missing, we're missing four gods because mm-hmm. there are nine gods in the Aeneid or Aeneid. 
and there's only five because Khonshu and Emit are not part of the Aeneid. Um, but one thing I will also say is in the traditional Aeneid, Hathor is not part of it either. either. Yeah. So she's really shouldn't be there. The cowhead. Yeah. Um, yeah, the cowhead goddess. Um, but the the main ones that were missing, the two that I wanted to bring up are Atu, who is also known as Ra, who's the sun god. Bless you. Um, and then there's also Set, who is Bad just news. <laughs> he for lack of a better way of describing it, he could be considered the Egyptian version of the devil. He, he'd be chaotic um, evil, yes. Yeah, I mean, he he's a pretty... I mean, he's not really the devil because there's no real devil in, in Egyptian mythology. But yeah, so I mean, those are the two big ones. There's a couple other... I mean, we're missing Geb and Nui. But I don't think we're going to deal with them. Yeah, but um, Ra... And set do play a big part in the comics. Yeah, so, so I think we're going to see, see them. If that's why we're, yeah. Contra battles I mean, set, doesn't he? Probably everybody battles set. Set tries to kill everyone. He, he, he's, <laughs> he's the Loki of Egyptian mythology. It's one of the instances where. Turned up to 10. It's one of the instances yeah, where Conchu leaves Mark Spector in. You know, powerless or whatever. It's, he yeah. goes somewhere else and he battles set, and then yeah, yeah, they come back. Yeah, so okay, and then and then finally, what what I want to hit on this scene, this is the this is the part that lost me on this episode, and I I was unhappy for the first time watching this show, which was when Haro shows up. It was too easy. He just comes in there. He's not particularly smooth, but he just talks over all these gods like they're hey. You know what? I believe yeah. you. You're a cool guy. It, I did not like that at all. I don't know if anybody else got a different take from that, but I, it bothered me. Yeah, I did a little bit, but I, I think it speaks more to this their disdain for Conchu, and they just don't yeah. care. Like they're yeah. they're in their little world. Yeah. They have the avatars. We can see what's going on, but they just they don't care. And so yeah. if if they really did any kind of investigating or anything else, they would have figured something out. But they hate Conchu. They feel like he's a jerk, you know, mm-hmm. and they just don't care. I, yeah. I, you know? And and Osiris kind of says it. Um, the the one the the one guy, not the Irish guy, but the other guy, the Egyptian guy, he is he is the avatar of Osiris, who's kind of like the mm-hmm. one that's top, in charge. Top dog. Yeah, he's like the top dog um of this group. He says it. He says that our avatars are meant to observe um very and eternal. so not be a part of it yeah <laughs> well i mean that's the thing is like i noticed that that's very different the eternals get involved they're not supposed to but they do like you know they hand well, they out tech for... and well yeah yeah i mean they hand out tech and they want you know they they kind of get involved when they really are supposed to be what just kind of observing but they're not but in this case the aeneid they're they're meant to observe so i mean and I mean, Kevin's probably right. It's like they have such disdain for Khonshu, but they also maybe they don't feel that Amit can be released because I think if if they took the situation seriously, they would be very scared that Amit could be in fact released. But my bet is they just don't think she can be released. So that's why they're like, mm-hmm. peace out. That's why, you know, later on, I think the gods are going to realize that they messed yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And- 
Mm-hmm. Which we'll uh, get to that at the end because yeah, let's yeah. not jump to there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think it's interesting to note that when Harrow enters through his portal doorway to the right of him, there are a lot of Ubshatis, which are funereal figures relating to the person that has passed over. Stone um, figures. The stone figures, yeah, which relates to the end scene, which we'll talk about, but there's a whole shelf of them. And, you know, there was a huge pantheon of Egyptian gods, but now there's only five of them standing there. So, we'll, so there maybe get, some of those maybe we're gonna get a release. Our gods. Maybe yeah. we get a get a Ghostbusters open up the, the ghost <laughs> vault. And you never know. Out. You know what? You I, know. I, that's my next hot speculation. I think when You've seen the trailer, everybody dude. gets released, I know I'm going to movie for it, I'm sorry, but when everybody's going to get released later, not on this episode, but when I think everybody's going to get released, everybody's going to get released. Everybody. That's when we're going to see set and everything else. It's and- going to be an all-out God war, would be my get yeah. best. Which will be amazing. Right? Okay, anything else we want to hit on this scene before we move on? Um, I do think it's interesting that Harrow refers to Mark as a makeshift avatar. He's, he's like, he, there's a jealousy there. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you oh. take over my spot? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was uh, Dick Grayson talking to Jason. You know, yeah, like, there's, nope. that was one of the As two Robin, really interesting you know? lines. I like the line that Osiris also said about, because, you know, he talks about you're supposed to, Conchie's demanding that they need the power of the gods. And Osiris just basically said, humanity abandoned the gods. So I like, no. I like that's how he justifies not getting involved. Why, why would humanity abandon the gods? I mean, religions maybe, change. You know, maybe a lot of technology came into play and made their well, lives that, easier. Good. Like, yeah. almost, almost, you know, science, magic be, being the same thing, you know, to, in, to some people. Mm-hmm. I believe maybe, that's you know. what takes place in the comics is when Ramatuk comes, he brings technology. And then he, he they right. move from the gods and then they start worshiping the pharaohs. And he has a lot of the technology and the sphinx and stuff like that. It's, I think the, it's the Prometheus thing all over again. How very yeah. Stargate. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. T- Let's move on up to scene five. We're in Caro. Yay. Uh, we see Mark and Layla reconnecting, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, did I say something wrong there, Courtney? You give me that look. No, it took me a minute to realize you meant Cairo. Cairo, sorry. Can I say that? Cairo. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Oh, where are Come we? On, man. Come on. <laughs> sorry, that was me. No, no, no. I just, I literally, it took me a minute to figure out. That's what when, when they're sorry. in Cairo. That's when he talks to the the street vendor, isn't it? But he does it, it in English. And, and he's got yeah, it. But we know he speaks. He's got the baseball cap on. He mm-hmm. he's got a different sound to his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're Very. getting a lot of hints here without them get putting it in your face. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you guys completely. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, in this scene, we will meet Midnight Man for the first time. So does anybody want to tell us who Midnight Man is? Because this is something we've been talking about for since the beginning of the show, and we haven't really delved into it. Um, Courtney, take it. No, I'm going to give it to Kevin. Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> no, Courtney. We were all okay, going okay, to okay. Courtney. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, Midnight Man is a worshiper of Khonshu. He's an acolyte of Khonshu. Um, he is a master thief um, and treasure hunter. And it kind of fits the way that they're building him in this particular scene. And his name is Anton Mogart. 
also known as Midnight Man. And he he sometimes battles Moon Knight, sometimes works with Moon Knight. They're frenemies. Very yeah. awesome. On again, off again. Yeah. He's a worshiper of Khonshu. That I didn't yeah. know. Did, yeah. any, did anybody now, notice? I could be wrong. I, I read that the other day, but maybe I'm mixing it up with somebody else. Because so if I'm wrong, listeners, please correct me. You know, I love that, it when that you fix my mistakes. When we fast forward to what happens in the rest of the scene, oh, that would be very know, interesting. I just want to like, I am mixing it up. I'm sorry. I was thinking of okay. Dr. Batter. He, Dr. Batter, who is mm. another acolyte of Khonshu. Midnight Man is not an acolyte of okay. Khonshu. I'm so sorry. That, did I'm anyone, getting them all mixed up in my head. Did anyone else notice the little Easter egg they had with the clock? Yeah. When Conchu was standing on it, it was at midnight. Tick tock, Mark. Tick tock, Mark. I thought that was a nice <laughs> touch. Um, let's see. Harrow is, I think, even more annoying in this scene. Yep. He's an this honestly. I don't. I don't hate Ethan Hawke on need- this because I think he's playing it right. But I'm starting to hate the character a lot more. I have to jump back just really Fire. quickly because we missed it. I'm so sorry. I know we wanted to stay on track. Um, there is a reference to Madripoor before we get yeah. to yes. we yeah. get to um, Mogart's compound. And for those of you who remember, history of Madripoor. that yep, that is where Falcon and the Winter Soldier go to meet up with Sharon Carter, who we now know as the Power Broker, Evil. and she you know she deals in antiquities and art layla mm. being the antiquities dealer and mogart being one that steals things like for steal, private collection. steal and or purchase and, see, uh, and, and what i like about this even though it is superhero it's not like big superhero so it's, it's kind of yeah. like the defenders level and that's where i think all these people are sitting and i kind of like that it's like well this is tier like defenders would be tier three this would be tier two and like the avengers level would be tier one well and i think it's an interesting remember, way that they do it moon knight is a defender yes he's he a is. member of the defenders and i i think i'm gonna call back i don't think that we're gonna see the a defender we thought we would but i don't that, know that's yet. just speculation at this point i do think i do think we're getting a defender i just don't know if it's the one we thought yeah i think we're also possibly getting a little cameo or something from sherry carter I fully. That's the very, very that. end. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. As the power broker, I think we're going to see her. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, when the cape threw back the bullets. Oh, yes. That was that such. That is so bad. Cool, that, that whole scene was amazing. The, the oh, crescent yeah. moon when he, when the cape floats out. Yes. Oh. Or, well, how about, how about the scene? I love the scene where, or the moment where they're like, he's gone. And they look up and there he is. There he is. Silhouetted on top of the glass. Straight out of Batman. With and a, it was amazing. With a, yes. With a moon right behind him. Or straight out of his own comments. So stop being yeah. all Batman-y. It's just very. It's hard not it, to be. <laughs> let's be honest. Every he's not gosh, at all. Exactly. Like, zero. Let, let's be honest. Every gosh damn superhero out there has a moment where they're silhouetted against the either moonlight or sunlight on top of something. Oh, I know. It Spider-Man does. Batman, Everyone's done it. But it's Superman funny. Superman on top of the White House. I just wanted to set flag. you off. I just wanted yeah, to set her off. He, well, you amazing. succeeded. But anyways, I love, that, I love that scene because it just looks so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was a hero. It's a hero shot right there. It's totally a hero shot. And I think the 20 seconds of Mr. Knight made me laugh so oh my God, hard that was, uh, that was so perfect oh my, let me have it let me have it take it back take it back take it back take it back, take it back. So he gets shish kebobbed nope 
<laughs> no, nope, take it back, Mark. Take it back. I, I want to. I'm sorry. I want to back up just a smidge. Fire away. Into the into the harrow with Mogart moment. Kevin got feeling. <laughs> okay, I wanna I wanna just throw this out, especially to Kevin, because it kind of talks back to what you mentioned last week with the purple power. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the staff does not have slight mind controly type powers, hmm. which we see. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, and which we see with Agatha and her power, which is the purple. So, I mean, it kind of throws back to what Kevin was saying last week, because Bogart is transfixed with that staff when it's going purple and Harrow is destroying, well, and he's destroying the Chekhov. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I thought, thoughts, guys? (laughs) That would make it better for me. Because I had a big problem. First of all, Harrow, amazing bad guy. He is the pro wrestling heel that you love to hate. Like <laughs> he's the, he is the is, Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah, he is amazing. He, you're, um, but yeah, I had a big problem with that. It's like this dude's gonna walk in. They introduce each other, so they don't know each other. He destroys his six thousand year old sarcophagus and just walks yeah. away. Like yeah. and that bothered me. But but that makes sense. Mind that, control, that. which we've seen other MCU uh, itinerations of black magic that right there would make that entire scene make sense to me. Um, he looks very transfixed he does. when Harrow yeah, he holds does. it in front of his face. Mm-hmm. You know, he get, he gets intrigued by the scarab, yeah. but it's, it, he follows the staff because Harrow waves it around a little bit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just wondering, speaking to your point earlier in the, in the last week's episode, if it doesn't have, that chaos magic mind control ability. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So one other point I want to bring up for this um, scene is the, the necklace that Layla wears. And this goes back to the beginning, and I saved this for now, but with the way it's a weapon and all that, and it's yeah. Khonshu's symbol, which makes me wonder, was her father the one that found Khonshu's tomb? And that's why he died. And that's why there's such a connection. Kanchi is a god, so he wouldn't really have a tomb. Well, so neither does what Amit. Amit. No, Amit. 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 Yeah. But did, um, so I, where it would looks they get a that? So like, I think it's a something. It looks a little like a kopish too, which is the curved swords. Yeah. Of ancient Egypt, but in, I feel like it's in, a moon. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a play on a moon as well. Um, and a kopish looks like yeah a crescent moon. One thing I will say too that leads me in that very scene, and I'm glad you brought it up, that leads to Tyler's thoughts that she might be the Scarlet Scarab is when she jumps on the guy and like kills a, him. Like a beetle. She literally mm-hmm. looks like <laughs> she's in a beetle position. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people are saying that she maybe end up being Earl Vona, which is what a version of Conchu who's a female avatar i think it's more likely yeah i Mm. think it's more likely though that she ends up being the scarlet scarab as she has hypothesized she will become moon knight if oscar isaac doesn't sign for another deal that's i think that's the only way that happens yeah i don't think any of these guys ever run away (laughs) yeah yeah okay anything else on this one (laughs) and scene six in the desert 
this was a great scene and a terrible scene. Um, first off, I want to say this in my, you know, rom-com type thing. Steven is better for Layla than Mark is. Layla loves Steven more than Mark. So is that cheating? I'm actually kind of curious on that. That's kind of a weird thing. Um, no? Man. I mean, I don't I, know. I put man. thought into this I and I don't know why, but it, it's like, is that cheating? Um, well, I mean, they just met. They don't, they don't. I'll run with it. I don't know. She, de- she definitely Stephen caught more. the field. She caught the yeah. field oh, yeah. big time. No, you can see it for Steven. For sure. Yeah. She was missing Steven when he wasn't there. But we also don't know what version of Mark she fell in love with. True. So, I mean, it could be just a combination of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. She might doesn't be seem to know Steven. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. She just knows he's real smart with ancient Egyptian stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, two more things. Um, the night sky getting moved around. Huge. Holy crap, that was an amazing It scene. was beautiful, but it was Visual. a huge I had to oh. suspend belief. Yes. Yeah. You have to suspend. Yeah. See this that's- right here? Uh, there's okay. an app. You guys have to <laughs> suspend your disbelief for that in a gigantic superhero show? Yes. Yes. The because dude yes. summons his that. suit by going like this. And that's the suspension. <laughs> she had, so she had no signal. Yeah. <laughs> there's an app for it. <laughs> they're in the middle of the sahara <laughs> she doesn't have a satellite phone do you really? think they have wi-fi out there i think she has I a satellite phone Harold, on the pyramid. you can make your own passport right for any country but you can't have a satellite gps phone <laughs> I just find it so funny that that's I, the thing you that's the one for me. That's that's what's like, uh, what is yeah. happening? We've got Egyptian gods running around. That I'll accept. I'll accept that. Changing his suit just by going like this. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta suspend your disbelief about, oh no, we can't have the night sky move. <laughs> Was it a projection? Was it what is going on there? Uh, are we, are we I like that well, scene. No, that is that is an important question <laughs> because somebody brought that up. Or is he literally moving the, the sky? Because if he's moving the sky, wow. the Earth is done. Because the right. tide would come in and out. I mean, this was brought up in our Marco this week. It had to be a projection. So therefore, why couldn't it have just why been the that gods section? get so upset? Because exactly. I think he really did it. I think he really did it. Well, that we just Earth. because everybody because up. he he mentions we just took Earth through time. Well, the well, Story no, because I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's time. It would be can constitute time travel because he's just changing the the view you see, but everybody sees it. It's not just not just right. them because Osiris so says he didn't really change the night sky again, and we will punish you. So I think he really did it. I mean, he really changed it. Um, I do agree that there was definitely some some ecological ramifications that they actually created some plot holes that are going to be yeah. problems but like the thing is, he's not moving he's not moving the earth he's moving the sky poor well, the sky is the universe the earth is round well, right? the like universe a, this is what he's doing though be, this is because this so, you know all so those other planets that. are screwed then huh because there's, there's he's a god, guys. <laughs> he's manipulating he's a the stars. God, two thousand years ago. The earth is staying right where it is. The sky. He's moving the sky, like almost like the sky is just like laying on top of the earth in a big old 
spear and he's moving it that way but he's also a freaking god he can manipulate all sorts of stuff the flat earth people of earth (laughs) (laughs) disappeared they came back they have a titan coming up from their middle of their ocean in place the night sky's moving New My York got attacked. I mean, I don't know. Right. Everybody's <laughs> like, I'm moving to Mars. This place sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna go deal with I'm gonna go deal with Dr. Manhattan. He's a lot more stable in all yeah. this. I will deal with Dr. Manhattan instead. Uh, <laughs> oh lord. And then finally, uh to, to wrap this all up, Kanju and Stone. I think that Moon Knight no longer has any powers, so this is so he doesn't have any. No, he doesn't for, have any. He said, you know I'm feeling weaker. I'm feeling for weaker. All of well, and he collapses. Episode. Mark collapses, and the suit disappears. Yeah, yeah. he's done. So. And so I think the next episode, because of this reason, that's when we're going to get introduced to his other personality. Because now he needs that other personality to be the cold-hearted person to fight. If we're using the pendulum theory, I like that. Yeah, and and, I mean, and, and don't get it twisted. This this. Uh, Oscar Isaac, if anybody else played this character, it could have been a mess, an absolute mess. But he is yeah. playing three distinct characters back to back to back. Well, and it's- almost four, because in this one, he takes on the persona of Khonshu. So he's he's mimicking F. Murray Abraham playing Khonshu. Standing different. Yeah. In the in the in, mm. in when he's talking to the idiots. So, I mean. But we've said this before. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Marvel, if anything, really knows how to cast. Yeah. Well, yep. there's a few exceptions. Shut but we're not gonna get your into pie it. hole. You know where I'm going with that. That's why I told you <laughs> to shut your pie hole. <laughs> so, is there anything else we need to hit from this real quick? Because we're almost out of time. I do Moon think he's gonna have. To, yeah, oh, obviously, because yeah. there's two more episodes. Three more. Three. Two more. Two. Three, three more gonna, episodes. And he's three gonna fight episodes. Midnight Man. Three more episodes. Four three episodes. more episodes. Three. Yeah, Midnight Man's going to come back. He's obviously going to get his powers back. I do agree with everybody. I think Hathor is going to have to help. Yeah. Because they're going to have to free Khonshu. They set that from, up. They're going to have to free Khonshu from the Ubshati um, he's trapped in now. And she, she's the Chekhov's gun. I mean. I like her. No, I, there's nothing I wrong with her. I think she's cool. Yeah. I'd be happy to see more of her. What a fun show. This show, it's oh only gosh. been three yeah. episodes. Did I realize that? Like. Yeah, and we show. are so into it. It's this like, is, yeah. So good. well, I, this episode so far, I know it's the only three, but I think this might be the best one so far. Oh, I think so. You know, and it's very Just what like, I like. Deb brought it up. There's Raiders of the Lost Ark mentions. It also has a very Brendan Fraser mummy feel. There's also, I mean, when 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 Mark is running across the tops of the buildings yeah. in that first or second scene or whatever i literally started singing once jump ahead of the bread line once so i was having an Conchu's aladdin are we gonna see conchu's mummy in the comics the conchu has like mummies that will help him fight people Possibly. there is so much who knows at we this can point throw in time in. Okay, and I have to cut us off at this point. Oh my gosh, next week is going to be even better. Be yeah. Go to the website www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use comment, we paid extra for it. Comment, ask us questions, tell us where we're wrong, tell us where we're right. Yeah. I'm hoping this it. helps y'all understand this show a little better. And until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Tyler. We're here with Kevin. We're here with Courtney. Keep on geeking on, guys. We'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.